If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Hey, how are you? This is a mini Bloom Tuesday episode on Green Dreamer Podcast, and today I'm going to be sharing with you five fascinating findings about tree intelligence that I learned from this book I'm reading right now called The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wallabin. If you haven't already read this book, you have to. It's such a poetic read as well, beyond all the research-based knowledge that it shares, and trust me, it will 100% change your experience doing nature walks. Back in episode 26 on Green Dreamer podcast, the sustainability editor of Mind Body Green told us about how most people experience a sense of awe when in nature. Well, this New York Times bestseller will definitely multiply that effect for you. At least it's already done that for me. I don't give recommendations lightly, and I highly, highly recommend this book. Just to give you a taste of things you'll learn from the book, here are five findings I found to be super fascinating. The first one is trees can communicate with one another through odor, through scent, and electrical impulses transmitted through their roots. Why would trees need to be able to communicate with one another? Well, as with any other living species, they want for their species to survive. So by being connected, they're able to share information and help each other out when needed. We'll go deeper into this in our later points. But basically, when their roots are in touch with the roots of other trees next to them, they can directly communicate by sending off chemical messages. In the case that their roots aren't directly connected with the roots of neighboring trees, they have these fungi networks that connect them. The fungi live symbiotically with the trees by taking nutrients from the trees in exchange for quote-unquote services. So the fungi will help the trees to filter out toxins at their roots and also help to pass chemical messages along to other trees that the fungi are connected to, but the trees' roots may not be connected to. Peter calls this their wood-wide web. I love that so much. The second fascinating thing that I learned is that trees can sense predators. 
every species, whether animals or plants or species in between the two kingdoms, every species has unique self-defense mechanisms to keep them away from harm so that they can be safe. For us, we feel physical pain when we're injured, which can threaten our health. And we also feel emotional pain when something might be threatening our social support system, which is also important for our health and, back in the day, survival. So physical or emotional pain are functional for us. They're a part of our self-defense mechanism to keep us safe and healthy. Well, trees also have their unique self-defense mechanisms to keep them alive and healthy as well. In the words of Peter, trees feel pain when, for example, beetles bite into their bark. When they sense this, they start producing poison throughout the bark and the tree to then fend off and deter that predator. At the same time, though, they also give off warning to neighboring trees around them by releasing odor to warn these neighbors that there's a predator around. And so those trees then can start producing poison in their leaves and bark to get prepared in advance uh, so that they can also deter these predators to stay safe. The same has been found for trees with leaves that caterpillars like to munch on, and the same for trees with leaves that giraffes like to munch on. Those trees give off smelly odor to physically deter giraffes so that giraffes often have to walk distances before finding another tree that hasn't yet gotten that message that there's a predator around. And so these trees haven't yet released that smelly odor. The third thing that was really fascinating to me is that the older trees are, the more quickly they grow. So this might be contrary to common belief that younger trees are more vibrant and grow more quickly because they're young. The opposite is true for trees in that the older they get, the more quickly they grow. I talked about this on Instagram recently as well, and I'll continue sharing more of what I learned there. But researchers basically looked at 700,000 trees around the world and found that older trees are actually more productive and livelier than younger trees. Which means if we want to use forests as carbon sinks to help us rebalance carbon dioxide levels in our atmosphere, we need to preserve ancient and old forests and also allow younger trees to grow old. The more older trees we have, the healthier our ecosystems will be. And in our current situation, the more quickly they can help us to neutralize carbon levels in our atmosphere. The fourth thing that I found really interesting is that trees can learn and old trees are wise. We don't yet understand a lot of this, so more research is continuously being done, but researchers think that the most likely place they store information they learn is in their quote-unquote brain-like complex root systems that, as I mentioned earlier, release electrical impulses just like what's needed in our brains for neurological processes. For example, as trees grow their roots downwards, they can sense stimuli, and when faced with toxic substances, impenetrable stones, or saturated soil, they analyze that situation and will adjust the direction that they grow their roots in to avoid these areas and to grow smartly downwards. So the idea that trees can think and process information in their own ways apparently isn't far-fetched at all. The fifth and final thing that I'll share with you for now is that trees in ancient forests help one another out. I know it sounds cheesy, 
Uh, trees know they're stronger when they're together because, for example, when there are gaps in a forest, harsh weather is more likely to damage individual trees exposed to that gap. So every tree wants its surrounding trees to be healthy. What researchers have found is that in ancient forests, when there are sick or weak trees that are struggling, surrounding trees of the same species will actually help to feed them nutrients through their roots to help them to heal and get better. Peter talked about how there's this extremely old stump whose entire tree trunk has been cut off that technically should be dead, but it's not dead. There's still chemical activity going on in that stump because the trees around it are still feeding it nutrients through the roots. Absolutely mind blowing for me. All of these things I feel like point to the importance of preserving existing ancient forests. In addition to reforestation projects for places that have previously been deforested and have gone barren, because the older trees of our forest today have survived hundreds of years of harsh weather, disease, and fending off predators. And well, with survival of the fittest, these trees are wise and strong. They also have developed over time supportive relationships with the trees and fungi around them, and altogether have established thriving habitats and safe. Shelters from extreme weather for all the other living species, plants, animals、uh, within these forests. On a more micro level, for me, it's just really amplified my sense of awe when I walk by trees. You know, I picture in my head these trees communicating with one another underneath the ground in mysterious ways that I can't a hundred percent comprehend.、Uh, these trees sensing the presence of predators attacking them and reacting accordingly, feeling things that I certainly can't feel, and analyzing its environment to determine how it'll grow. Also, with a type of intelligence that might just be different than the type of intelligence that I personally know. So it's just really enriched my experience walking in nature. It's really made mundane walks down sidewalks much more interesting when I have these, you know, visions going on in my head. If you found these findings also to be interesting, feel welcome to use these as talking points with your friends. Share the episode with them, and definitely read the book and tell others about it if you also find it to be as <laughs> intriguing as I found it to be. I feel like when people understand nature more deeply, when they see trees as the complex beings that they are, with families, relationships, the ability to learn, and unique feelings of their own kind, maybe they'll also feel a deeper connection to these seemingly inanimate trees, and then also feel a greater urge to help protect our forests and. As a consequence, entire ecosystems. To wrap up here, I, I hope that we as humans can learn from the wisdom of our ancient trees, and that we're all stronger when we work together and support one another. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so honored to get to be a part of your day. I never want to take this for granted, so I'm gonna do my best to keep supporting you with the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Kamea Shane. Direct message me with feedback on what you're enjoying, what I can dive deeper into that would be helpful to you. And as always, you can find the show notes at GreenDreamer.com. Finally, as we're closing off, just remember: now more than ever. Our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and Green Dreamer. I will catch you later.